Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I have with me today my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and uh, we're going to try to bring to you today what you should be learning from the media, the constitutional, historical, and principled perspective, but uh, we're actually going to be leaving the media behind today since they seem to be content on covering the same topics ad nauseum, you know, the whole Trump called this person names and this t- Trump tweet and this this Democrat hates this Republican and this Republican hates this Democrat and this whole thing, you know, because we're in the 2020 cycle now. So it's got to be partisanship on steroids. And I'm just I'm, I'm just truly, truly sick of it. I have um, I've had a little bit of a frustrating couple of days on social media dealing with people JC, I just simply, I think, you know, I I was almost moved to tears earlier today because this young lady contacted me uh, on Twitter who, by her Twitter handle bio thing, she's a law student. Mm -hmm. And I just, I have to wonder, JC, where, can we just skip over this generation (laughs) <laughs> that's coming coming out of college and out of law schools. I mean, can we just can we just sort of fast forward, hit the fast forward button and skip over this generation and no. get to the generation <laughs> of of young people that we that we experience as we travel the counterculture to this millennial idiocy. Well, they're in that generation too. So. We know they're not all like that. I do, but I just want to skip over them. I I, I don't know. No, just get them out of public universities. Get get them. I, I don't want people like this young lady making any important decisions that affect society <laughs> whatsoever, right? What she said. And, and they have such an arrogant... Well, you know how law school makes people arrogant to begin with. And so uh, I had put up uh, a, a post about the census question, right? So the purpose of the census is to count people for representation and taxation, which is a citizen function, not a foreign national function. You'll be proud of me. I've been using that term foreign national, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of alien, because, you know, the green men are coming. We can't have them confused anymore. But anyway, she comes back at me and she's like, 
you claim you went to law school? Aren't you? You are such an idiot. Don't you realize that we tax foreign nationals, so we have to have them in the census? And foreign nationals get uh, the whole purpose of the census is to determine what kind of representation foreign nationals get. Foreign nationals have been represented since the beginning of time. And I'm like, what? What? And, and, and she's just so adamant. You can't even reach her. I said, look, I finally, I, I, it boiled down to this. I said, look, I think you need a dictionary. And if that's not going to help you, you need to go on your university campus, find a poli-sci professor so he can explain to you what a republic actually is. But this young woman is absolutely convinced. And I have to think, JC, some professor had to put this in her brain. She is absolutely convinced that non-citizens get representation in Congress. I told her, I said, I said, my goodness, young lady, Guam, Puerto Rico, territories of the United States don't even get representation in the making of laws, even though they actually have figureheads that sit in Congress. Mm. And then I tried to explain to her how, you know, the I, I probably blew her head off or something because I, I tried to explain to her about the federal government handing out benefits is completely unconstitutional from the get-go because she is of this mindset that simply because Congress does it, it's legal, right? You pass a law, therefore it's legal. And I just, I simply got frustrated, JC, because I don't know how to reach those people. And I have yet to come into my myself the understanding and the acceptance that some people are not reachable. And I know you're cool with that. <laughs> I know you're totally cool with that. But I think the combination of mother and teacher in me makes it very difficult to accept that some people cannot be reached. Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean I want to save the world. You no, know? I don't mean that as an absolute. It's just a matter of, you know, beyond the reach of education. I mean, at that point is I mean it pretty much takes divine intervention. Yeah, Any, anybody yeah, yeah. Well that's what happened to me was divine yeah, intervention. Anybody's but. reachable, you know, in in the broad sense. But when I say that, I'm talking about, you know, you're trying to teach them these things, especially if on social media. But that's another subject. You guys don't want to hear me on that again. But um, yeah, because you 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 believe and I and I believe that you're correct, that social media is not a teaching platform. It's not what it's they're there. It's not what platform. she's there for. Yeah, correct. It's not and she's, she's no, there are plenty trying of people to on, impugn my no, character are, with her ignorance. There are plenty of people <laughs> on. Go home, little girl. Social media like you. Uh who are there to teach right. and disseminate information. Right. There, there's no question about that. Oh, you nobody but, can deny that the Tenth uh, Amendment Center is there yeah, to no, teach no, and no, Tom no Woods question. is there but, to I'm, teach. Honestly, I mean, a ton of them, I won't say a majority of them, but as far as the consumers, um, yeah, that's certainly uh, not a majority of why people are there. How many are there to there. learn? That's what I'm right? saying. There's lots of people there to teach, but that's how many point. are actually there to learn? That's I get point. you. I so, get you. Again, and, and we've had we talked about this on the show. Um, the statistics, just, uh, you know, the people that study that are, that were studying news, you know, mm -hmm. just talking about the concept of where you get your news. Right. And still 
we have this mindset and everything is, you know, you can't do this without social media. Like you start a business, you got to have a, a digital presence, social media presence and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You do to reach a certain demographic. But the interesting thing is that far and away, the number one source still for people getting their information is person to person. Face yeah. to face. That's statistically far and away, not even close. And if the person you're getting news from is a complete and utter blithering idiot combined with an elitist educated mindset, you're 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 doomed. You're yeah. really, really doomed. Just if if that's I mean, I think Jefferson called the news, the newspaper, a polluted vehicle. I think you could probably say that about the majority of our institutions of higher learning today. Oh, yeah. They are absolutely sure. a polluted vehicle. Uh, and, I, and, and this is something that sort of added to my, my discontent today. I came across an article um, that talks about this whole Democrat-Republican battle over federal judges. And so the headline is, written by Tom uh, Baggiani, uh, Democrats mulling revenge against Mitch McConnell over his treatment of Merrick Garland, right? So a report from Politico indicates that there's a battle within the Democratic Party on how much power they will exert placing judges on federal benches should they retake the White House in 2020 citing the way that the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell held on open the Supreme Court seat that was supposed to be filled by Chief United States Circuit Judge Merrick Garland, only to have Trump nominate, and this is the part that just makes my head explode, conservative jurist Neil Gorsuch to the court, Democrats are considering using hardball tactics of their own. Right then and there, JC, I just want to simply ask you, how can anyone with any kind of credibility assert that we have an independent judiciary today? Mm. Seriously, when openly, publicly, and boldly proclaiming that we have a, a bipartisan, a, a, a no, that's what I'm talking about, a, a, a battle, right? A tribalistic battle over not what judges we put on that are constitutional, but literally, look at this. They are declaring that conservative justices are contrary to the Democrat Party um, objective. Yeah, so they're openly admitting that the confirmation process uh, happens along political lines. So it's, Nothing it's political. but political. It's a political process, which you said... Over and over during, over and during over. Uh, Kavanaugh's thing and Gorsuch, um, which you took, you know, which you take heat for. It's a political process, pure and simple. And I would, I would take exception. And so this is where I make people mad. I, Neil Gorsuch, first off, is not a conservative, so I, I, I don't classify him as conservative. But again, that goes back to people don't even know what that means. But if, right. but if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna give him an ideological. Uh, you know, title, put him in a camp, it's going to be libertarian. That's Neil yeah. Gorsuch. He's not a conservative. Um, but, you know, for most of those folks, those are the same uh, thing. an open box of whatever you want no, to throw no, no. in Conser there. No, no, conservative, again, you're going to get me in trouble with the listeners. Conservative <laughs> has certain marks. And he, and, there, and there are a couple, no, there are a couple of them that he doesn't line up with. 
Right. And oh, the status so, side so of something. Not, so anyway, that's just a minor point. He's not a, but but that's how they see things. Every everything is liberal, conservative. Those are those are that's the binary view of the world uh, that most people that are politically active live in. It's the only way they can see the world. And so Neil Gorsuch, I think, so speaking most accurately, I would say Neil Gorsuch, you know, call him a constitutional, constitutionalist justice or jurist. Um, I would he, say he's, he's libertarian leaning. Libertarian leaning, constitutional. I mean, he, he basically, leaning. he basically is the one at this point on the bench that sides with the Constitution most consistently. I mean, just just a fact. So, uh, you know, the, the Democrats are basically, and we already know this about the Democrats, so this is just another piece of information that we can add to defining Democrats. They're saying that anybody who supports the Constitution is contrary to their platform. Well, when we come back after the break, I want to talk about this for just a few more minutes before we move into the next topic, because... We have got to start taking back the narrative in this and using this realization to our advantage. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Do you have your in defense of liberty seat reserved? Look, people are signing up and you've got to hurry up and get your slot. We have very, very limited seating, very limited training space on this. And you don't want to miss this. This is the best constitutional training, not just simply training on the text of the Constitution, but training in hand-to-hand -hand shooter defense of the Constitution. JC and I are talking about this federal judge thing. The fact that we no longer, and, and, and like you said, JC, I've said this for years now, the whole confirmation process has is nothing but a political battle, an ideological battle that has nothing whatsoever to do with the Constitution. Right. And we have we have now this battle that, that has been going on since Trump has been either running for president or since he's been president is is conservative versus liberal justices. And by the way, you you criticize, uh, I think accurately, you criticize Mitch McConnell mm -hmm. and, and those guys when they played this game. Yeah. Um, the, you know, they had basically they have the duty to confirm, not confirm. Right. Uh, they hijacked the entire process. So so you would say if it, just as a reminder, you would say uh, if, if I understood this correctly, remember this correctly. Um, Barack Obama, President Obama, had every right to nominate whoever he wanted exactly. to nominate. And then it was the ob ob obligation of the Senate to then do their thumbs job. Or thumbs yeah, down. Do right? their job. Have a confirmation if process. You don't, if you don't like him, give him a thumbs down. If you do like him, give him a thumbs up. But sitting on it is not your job. No, that and, is absolutely dereliction of duty, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. And Mitch McConnell appealed to, if I remember, Mitch McConnell appealed to tradition and all sorts of things. It had nothing to do with the Constitution. Right. 
Um, you know, so and they could say, oh, we were defending against and I'm Merrick Garland. I don't even remember much about the guy. So we were trying to keep, you know, this liberal justice out of there. OK, then, you you, you know, move forward with the process. Do do whatever. Say so, no. According to and this, I think this is when they were in. I mean, they were in charge. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in if, the if they didn't have the votes to say no. Right. Then certainly they couldn't have the votes to stop it. Right. right? So instead of just saying no and not confirming the guy they they they, they open this door baby games. yeah right. and you said this i remember you saying this thank you for vindication because i did say it when they did it you said simply follow the constitutional process if you don't want this guy then say no on the confirmation get him out of there move along but if you play this game you're playing and, and holding it open and sit on it and all this kind of stuff and all these delay tactics and whatever you're doing, then when the Democrats are in that position, they're going to turn it around on you and you will have no credibility then to complain about what they're doing because you're doing this thing. Too. Well, and it's it's. It's and prophecy, you said it was coming. It, prophecy coming to fruition here now. We have, according to Politico, quote, activists and several presidential candidates are eager for payback against Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, while some Democrat leaders are hesitant to sink to the GOP senator's level, right? And uh, what you have now is Dick Durbin saying, when you think about Merrick Garland and what McConnell has done to the Senate, there's a lot of feelings of vengeance and revenge. Now, I just, this is the point that I really wanted to make, JC, because everywhere we go, no matter where we're speaking, no matter who we're talking to, social media, congressmen, meetings, representatives on the state and local level, lawyers, whatever, somebody is inevitably going to say, but, Chris Ann, the Supreme Court says, how can we give the Supreme Court that kind of power when we have absolute proof that the Supreme Court's motivation is not the Constitution of the United States, but a a division of liberal versus conservative or Republican appointee versus Democrat appointee. How can we even be a thinking, sentient group of human beings who are arguably educated people running around saying that these nine oligarchs are the ultimate of decision makers when they know they when we know they are no longer independent they never were if you ask the anti-federalists and they make their decisions not based on the constitution not based on the rights of the people but are based on political ideologies that feed their pockets and tricky dick is signaling what he wants to happen here that last part is cover we just hope the better angels of nature will prevail that that's cover that allows him to send the message of we're going to get revenge guys go ahead can't learn the easy way you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. 
uh, Chris Ann Hall with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall. You can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. And don't forget to click on the banner on the top of the of the main site there and, and find the different services that we have, the discipling services that we have available to you, libertyfirstuniversity.com, the In Defense of Training, of Liberty Training. We have so much training, so many resources available for you. Go to chrisannhall.com and continue your education. Share, you know, I, I would love to see people share past radio shows because because we don't stick with the the headline of the day we're a teaching show our shows don't expire because there's always some kernel of of everlasting truth what what Jane, what uh, Thomas Jefferson would call as uh, the the axiomatic truth or the self-evident truth so there's there's nothing about our shows and our articles that actually expire because they're based on truth you know JC Talking about this federal thing, I'm glad that George uh, Takai's got a novel out now about the Japanese internment camps in America. Mm-hmm. See, now I just said that and I just ticked off a whole bunch of conservatives because, you know, he's a raving leftist liberal and I just promoted his book. But the reality See, that, is... See, that gives you just what you said. That realization gives you insight in the definition of conservative. There you go. And it's not the same thing as liber- liberty all the time. Some, right. some conservatives are constitutionalists. Some conservatives support liberty. But just being a conservative, that doesn't mean the same thing as supporting liberty. So if, you're, if you support liberty, this is a story you want out. You right? want out, yeah. Because... People need to know the story connected with what? What's the Supreme Court decision that's Kurosaki. connected? The the Korematsu decision where it says, oh, it's okay the federal government to keep people in prison and definitely throw them in internment camps because of their race. So you need to understand that this is something your federal government did. This right. is something that your federal government through the Supreme Court said was okay. This is also a precedent that still stands. I just wanna, if you're a conservative, yeah. which has hints of nationalist, right. then you're offended because it's one, the source is right. from a liberal, Le- from the other liberal. team. And then it also, you know, mars the image of America. You're attacking America. Yeah. So I just want to be clear about something, JC. The Supreme Court didn't just say that imprisoning people because of their race without due process whatsoever is not just simply okay. They said that it was based in the Constitution, Mm -hmm. which I think is more damning than anything because what they've done is they've taken this Constitution that was established to secure the rights of the people, to limit the federal government's power so that they can't do things like this to people without due process. My goodness, there are, I would say there is probably more language in the Constitution about the preservation of due process than Mm. any single subject in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And here we have the Supreme Court of the United States under FDR, declaring that denying an entire race of people due process is somehow grounded and written within the Constitution. But you know, this is this, ah! what I, this is the kind of thing 
that always smacks as it's so devilish to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because you look at the context of so this novel, right? Because of what's happening with with the border and right. the uh, detention facilities at ICE, mm -hmm. then this is attached to that, right? Right. And they're sort of confounded together. As if they're the same thing. So then those who would say they support liberty, right, and we're pro-America, uh -huh. then would rise up against this history being told, told. because it's being conflated, conflated with, uh, with the stuff with ICE detention center. So then a crucial part of history that should be told if you support liberty then is you get people turn against us, push aside and sort of this is all set the stage to silence once and for all this history of the Japanese internment camps because we, you know, we think it's this and he's being anti-American and, you know, coming against ICE and against the president, blah, blah, it's blah. It's a very good uh, um, observation, JC, because I bet that the only reason this graphic novel is being released right now yeah. is to further Support reinforce that, that conflation of terms. Correct. What we're talking about here is the difference between foreign nationals, foreign nationals and, and U.S. US citizens. citizens. Now, I am look. I am not the person that's going to tell you that a foreign national does not have the right to due process in America. Every human being, by the nature of natural law, ought to have the government respect their right to due process. Yeah. The the difference is where you have to be while that's taking place. If you are a citizen of the United States, then you have the right to be in your home while the due process is taking place. You have the right to be secure in your property before the government can take that property from you. Right. As a foreign national, you don't have the right to be in the United States while the government determines whether you should be here or not. Yeah, there I, is a big difference. I just think it's sad that these two things are conflated right. because they're really not, they're not even close to no. the same thing. They're not even close to the same and, thing. But you have, you have, okay, the left, just to be able to speak in general terms, the left trying to conflate it right. for the purposes of forwarding, you know, the, the, the open borders narrative. And then you have the uh, right conflating it mm -hmm. simply as a response yes. to the dictated narrative of the left. By not teaching that history, you can't teach the distinctions. Correct. You cannot teach that one is an abuse of federal power, the other is an exercise of federal power. Yes. So you can't show that. And here's the danger, JC. You end up creating a situation where you're inevitably going to repeat it because because you have one camp of people who believe that that it's justified because the whole Korematsu thing was a matter of national security, right? Mm -hmm. The whole statist side of the of the conservative Correct. nature, right? Yeah. Well, just because these people look Japanese, we have to put them in prison because the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Right. Mm -hmm. We we can't have people walking around who look like those people living amongst us. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, I hate to say it, it's still it's that's still going down today. I mean, yeah. it still happens today. You know, I, I, honestly, 
there are, and I'm just be, I'm just gonna be straightforward. You get, you can get glad as quick as you get mad. What my granny used to say. <laughs> uh, I, we have Muslim Americans mm-hmm. in our county mm-hmm. where we come from. Right. They've been there for a hundred years, at, at least. They are prominent members of the community. They do great things. Contributing both economically and socially. Wonderful people. Yes, very nice. They love America. Mm -hmm. Okay. So but so the same thing. So so just because some idiot, you know, over in the sandbox in the name of the religion that those people follow as well, just Mm -hmm. because it's they they claim the same religion. So I'm supposed to turn against them and shut their church down and, mm-hmm. and go against them just because they share the same faith. That'd be like, you, you know, because some idiot in the name of Christianity goes and gets a bomb and blows up an abortion center and just starts killing doctors and killing people and, and all this sort of stuff that now you got to go around and shut every Christian church down because this guy says he's doing it in the name of the Christian God and in the Bible, whatever. So, so we we do still have the same thing going on. It's human nature. Uh, when it really when is. people paint this broad butt brush, just because you're a Muslim, like like the one the officer that just got in trouble. He's you know here's somebody walking down the street. They're Arab American, and he starts yelling at them. You know, go back to where you came from, and all this sort of stuff, just simply because of. The way they look. Their religion. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've, I've, you know, this is part of the religious liberty class that I teach that is one of the parts that's so hard for people to really digest. Thomas Paine said very clearly, the avidity to punish will make good men take good laws and stretch them to do bad things. And he, he makes it very clear. He says, look, you, if you want your liberty to be secure, then you have to secure the liberty of your enemy as well, because the laws you create reactionary to your enemy will be the same laws that are forced against you. So what would you say are the contrast, just sort of succinctly, since we're looking at this, the contrast between the Japanese internment camps versus the stuff we're doing, so that's not conflated. I mean, first of all, it's mm-hmm. it's the two different groups of people. Two different groups right? of people. People that are actually U.S. citizens of the United States legally living in the United States. Right. Okay. That was the Japanese internment camps. The Japanese internment camps They're rounding were up Americans. Actu- they were actually Americans mm-hmm. being rounded up. I mean, taken from their homes, entire families yeah. held in these internment camps for four years. Right. Some of them there were were born and some died there, right? Four years living in these things, taken from their homes, taken from their jobs, taken from everything without any measure of due process, without any measure of check and balance, based on some politically orchestrated fear-mongering and the excuse of national security. Whereas the issue of securing the borders and going through the immigration process right. established. I mean, that, that is due process. That is, right. The immigration process is due process. Now, and those who are attempting to come across the border to evade that process right. are the ones that are literally, and I hate to say this, they're relinquishing their, their real claim to due process by wanting to circumvent the due process that's been established. Right. Which has it's been like the a argument. murderer. You yeah. go to prison. You can 
I can't arrest you and throw you in prison. But if you murder somebody, you relinquish your liberty. Well, because what, you what, have. But you know, it's that's been the argument. You want to come here, go through. You know, here, here are the, the places. Channels. Come through, come through here. Don't cross right. over here and try to bypass the process. And then now, the conditions of the facilities. That's a totally separate argument. Right. But there ought to be clearly reasonable conditions on humanitarian grounds, and that Absolutely. should be open uh, for people to make sure that, that that's being up to speed. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, last segment of today. And, you know, we are we are teachers. And as teachers, I am always trying to tell you, those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. And by denying this history, you know, the, what we've talked about here is the denial of the internment camps, but also you touched on the fact the denial of religious liberty history in America, where we haven't been the greatest place in the beginning for religious liberty to begin with. But what we have to understand, JC, is those terrible things that happened ought to drive us further toward liberty and not further toward government control. Mm -hmm. For some reason, we have the exact opposite thing going on. And it's just, it's, it's very frustrating to me how people just simply cling to these things that just, that are, are, well, as Hannah Winthrop would say, mad, precipitately maddening on to their own destruction. What is it about liberty that makes it so hard? I mean, that should, to me, that should be our natural state of being. I want to be left alone to live my life the way I live my life. You can live your life the way you want to live our life. And the only way that any government needs to be involved is when those two things conflict with each other. Yeah, but the political perspective is about power, prominence, and control. Right. So, so you see, for instance, when you see um, Ocasio-Cortez, right, who claims to be concerned about the conditions and the children, whatever, so she goes and, and turns the thing into a photo op, right? It's just this, yeah. oh, this big the point theatrics yeah. and this circus. No, if you're really concerned, then there are channels and there are ways to do this to, to hold people accountable to make sure that those facilities are doing what they need to be doing. And the, She's and, a congresswoman for Pete's yeah. sake. So it's Come clear, on now. Go so through Congress to fix this. So it's clear just by the way they're going about it that they're motivated by politics. So they don't really care about the humanitarian issues. The humanitarian yeah. issue is a pretense. Not saying not saying that there might not be problems or maybe there's some facility that not, not, is not what it ought to be. And I think everybody in the country would agree we don't want that, that kind of thing no. to happen. We want... The children to be taken care of, people to be taken care of. We don't want anybody abused and that sort of thing. Right. And we know there are bad elements. There are bad elements within any system. And so you need the transparency and oversight to deal with that stuff. However, I think about those instances, you know, in places like Syria and, you know, wherever, where you have the refugees and the people running and they put up these these big tent areas and tent cities. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty, it's not like, you know, some four star hotel. And I mean, it's, it's it's a mess. It, it's not a good scene. Well, I've never 
in all of my life on this planet heard a single outcry from a Democrat about any of these refugee camps that the United Nations and, and NATO and these other peoples put together and act like it's a big thing. So all of this, all of this outcry is a pretense to me. Well, no, you're right. A pretense to point fingers once again at the president while Congress shirks its responsibility and hides its accountability. Yeah. Because the reality is Congress is the oversight. Congress ought to be, should be like, okay, Acosta, my name is Ocasio-Cortez. I am a congresswoman. What we're seeing here is, is wrong. It is not the way America wants to treat people. So I'm going to get my congressmen and women together, and we are going to actually put together a bill, and we're going to take care of the oversight of this because it's our responsibility. But really, the, as you said, the motivation is to, is to point fingers at Trump, put on a show so they can have a new election election, right? Yeah. So uh, nobody wants people in America treated badly. Uh, well, I should say nobody should want people treated badly no. in America, no matter where they don't. come from. We want children to be healthy. We want children to be taken care of. We want people to be healthy. We don't want them, like you said, abused. We don't want human trafficking going on. So my problem is with all of these theatrics, how do the American people actually know what's going on in these places right. when you can't get a media personnel to go actually in there and report what they see because everybody, whether it be Fox News, which wants to be pro-Trump one day and anti-Trump the next day, or it's MSNBC who wants to be anti-Trump all the time, how do we know what's really happening? And you know, strangely enough, AOC is not standing out of the gate, outside the gate of Jeffrey Epstein's former compound on Sex Island to show us what might have been going on there with human trafficking and abusing children. Yeah, because that's the agenda. How about, how about some consistency? Then maybe I'll start to believe you. God bless you guys. See you next time.